1: This This is Inside Purple and
0: Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. We're actually both in the U.S. Bank Stadium press box right now next to each other but separated by a wall apart. Recording this a couple of hours after the Vikings wrapped up a 27-22 victory over the New York Jets. (laughs) Say what you want about this Vikings team. They're 10-2. They have the second best record in the NFC. Kansas City is currently losing as we record this, so the Vikings might just have the second best record in the NFL by the (laughs) end of the day. But they continue to make things interesting. Tom, this game is another example. This whole season has been a Mm -hmm. microcosm of, you know, bend, don't break, win in in kind of unimaginable ways. Um, and, and, And this game specifically kind of falls in line with all of that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's kind of the direction I went. It was uh, this game was a microcosm of their season. I think the only thing different I saw in this one was Harrison Smith decided to lateral the ball <laughs> to Patrick Peterson. He said after the game he was just getting tired. <laughs> and I was like, well, if you run sideline to sideline, I think he ran 50 yards and probably gained five. You know, like I get why he's getting tired. But outside of that, I mean, it's, you know, I guess it's exciting in a sense if you're like one of those people that's like a thrill seeker or something like that lives on the edge. But, um, you know, I thought about it this way. Smith said this, and I think some of the other players said this. They're like, hey, it's kind of building calluses, right? We're getting used to uh, winning in tight situations, defending the red zone. that were one for six or, um, you know, defended it five times. And, and um, I guess all these are one score wins, right? Um, and I guess there's some truth that if they were blown out teams, you go, hey, they have a pretty easy schedule. And like, what does this mean when you when you blow out these teams? Having said that, like it feels like, just straight up being like, yeah, you're building calluses and this is preparing you for the playoffs, It completely removes the results that you had in Philadelphia and against the Cowboys, right? So there is still a pretty big caveat there, but they let the Jets back in, but not enough to allow them to win.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned the Harrison Smith interception. Like, from that moment forward in the first quarter, it looked like the the Vikings were going to dominate the game. Uh, Mike White comes out. I talked about Mike White in in Thursday's episode. He, He got a lot of hype. I think because he's not Zach Wilson mm-hmm. and then people treated him like he was Joe Montana heading into this week. Yeah. He, he comes out in the first quarter, throws a pick Vikings go get the ball immediately kind of go up three zero and, and then kind of take control of the game from there. What kind of bothered me about this game and it's, you know, they find ways to win. It is what it is. Um, they're nine and oh, and one score games. I think Kevin Seifer from ESPN tweeted that's an NFL record, uh, most consecutive wins in one-score games to start a season, mm-hmm. um, 9-0 and now. But what frustrated me about this game is, like, it didn't have to be like this, right? Like, yeah. they dominated from the onset, and then halftime rolled around, um, and and Mike White just kind of lit them up. Um, what, what was your takeaway from kind of that point forward, um,
1: how it was yeah. kind of like
0: a switch on and off almost?
1: Yeah, on the Mike White point, I think, you know, I actually watched because – Um, I guess I was able to, the the game against Chicago. So when the Jets played Chicago and Mike White looked good. And I think it's both the, how how is Zach Wilson not able to run this offense because you're like, Mike White wasn't that spectacular, but also, you know, I remember asking Ed Donatello about it and he's like, well, he, he's played before now he Mm -hmm. was pretty good at times last year and then really bad. And obviously there's, there's throws that Mike White missed that you're like, well, that's he, That's why he's a backup. Now, to be fair, like, Kirk Cousins made similar throws in this game, but I guess that's atypical. So I did feel like they were playing a backup the whole time. It did feel like when it was 20-6 to 6 or whatever it was at halftime, they should have just stomped him out. And unfortunately, I mean, it's not just Cousins, but there are a couple of throws Cousins could have made where you're like, they could have blown this wide open, and instead they let, you know, the Jets hang around, and the Jets came pretty close to pulling off an upset.
0: Yeah. So you wrote that this game was kind of a microcosm of their season. Mm-hmm. I wrote in the pioneer press that like the next step for this team is winning in convincing fashion, right? Cause yeah, you can't yeah. expect to win like this. You play with fire long enough. You're going to get burned. Um, we kind of saw it, you know, if, if the Vikings need an example of how to kind of take away an opponent's will, they just look a couple of weeks ago, what the Dallas Cowboys did to them. Yeah. I thought that was kind of on the table in this game for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. score out of set, coming out of the halftime and I think the game ends. I think you take a team and then the team doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for them to kind of put together a complete, like, I, a full 60 sounds like I cover the NHL too, like a full yeah, 60 yeah, yeah. NHL term. Yeah. Um, but what is it going to take for the Vikings to put together a full 60 minutes?
1: No, and that's fair. I mean, I think a lot of like people will describe bad teams as 55 minute teams or whatever, right? The, the Vikings are like a weird 60 minute team. Like they do do enough to hold on at the end. That's not really how we typically think of a 60 minute team, but I think it is, it's just execution in moments that aren't like do or die. Right. Like, like Cousins missing Hawkinson on a deep pass or or throwing behind JJ is not like in those moments was not do or die. But if you take it one step further and be like, man, we're just kind of kind of snuff out this team, then they are critical plays that were missed. I mean, if you want to look at this game in a vacuum and not ignore the rest of the season, you'd be like, well, the Vikings won scrappy, right? You know, like Cousins was kind of off his game. The defense gave up like play after play. Now they again defended the red zone and, it took a replay to, you know, to show that Mike White was in or whatever on the, on the touchdown and the first 15 points scored uh, by the Jets were all field goals. I mean, there's some accomplishment in that, but it's like the defense always gives up big plays and then, and then kind of bends doesn't break. Like cousins just occasionally does this. He occasionally is just bad and we don't totally know why. Um, Listen, Justin Jefferson hasn't been on in every game and, and sometimes it's his fault. and Usually it's something else. Right. So like, the issue is more that we're just seeing recurring themes right throughout the, the games they've won. Um, and so it's hard, you know, when you're looking at trying to do a takeaway, like part of me wants to go, can I extrapolate something kind of crazy on this? And I was like, no, let's think about this simply. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's n- never any more reassuring that they could do this against the better team.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you, you look at it and, and that's, they're 10 and two. So like they're inherently a good team, but there's still, there's reasons that we keep talking about this each week, right? Like there's reasons that you wonder fast forward a month and a half from now, are they going to be able to handle Dallas? Are they going to be able to handle San Francisco, Um, San Francisco winning today without Jimmy Garoppolo? That obviously if if it's a long-term injury turns into something, you know, regardless of if the the Niners win today, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not, available moving forward that's a different football team Mm -hmm. but can the vikings beat the cowboys if they continue to play like this can they beat the niners Mm -hmm. can they obviously beat the eagles like that's they're the class of the nfc i I think the vikings can continue to win games like this the rest of the season because you look at it it's Mm -hmm. detroit next week who is Mm -hmm. that's not a you you mentioned in tuesday's episode that's a game that scares you scares you a heck Mm -hmm. of a lot more watching what they did today um the vikings can continue to win like this against detroit Indianapolis, maybe even the Giants, um, Packers, Bears to close the season. Uh, But right now you're not looking at the regular season anymore if you're the Vikings, if you're a Vikings fan. You're looking at the playoffs. You're looking how is this team going to perform then. Um, And until they're able to kind of put together a convincing win, um, and and this one, while it counts as a good win, because the Jets are a much better football team than I think people thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season, it's by no means a convincing win. Until we see that. Uh, I'm gonna have a, some doubts when it comes to the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I think the reason to tune in here, um, aside from people just love football, right? But like, and it's part of your habits. But like, um, go beat Detroit. You know, don't like, don't don't let them linger. Don't like bring back memories of last year, right? You know what I mean? Because like, really, they barely beat Detroit here. Forty-five second lead. Exactly. It, it did it. They did it when it mattered. It was touchdown to the one or whatever. But I think you know people are gonna think about dancer being too far back in the in the end zone if if Detroit beats you. And as much as, you know, they were kind of in Detroit when, when we were in the locker room and you're like, come on, dude, like this is a game you should win. I get, they saw the results as we did. Um, Detroit has had a weird season in the sense that they looked like maybe they'd be like a one, two, three win team. Dan Campbell's out. Instead, it looks like Campbell's going to do enough to hold their job. They're going to kind of continue this regime. This would be a signature win um, beating – Minnesota given their record, right? And and being, you know, the third team to beat them. Um, and then, you know, yeah, you're looking at Indy New York. I look at that Green Bay game. I think we talked about that before, but I think that still holds that, like, could that be a full circle moment, right? Do they essentially, it seems like Kwesi and O'Connell came in and they're like, we're going to reverse engineer last year. <laughs> last year, they lost a whole bunch of games right at the end. Bad culture. Everyone was tense. We're going to be happy and relaxed, and win close games. And if you're fully reversing and engineering the season, what you do is you go into Green Bay and beat them mercilessly, right? Because that's what Green Bay did. They broke broke against Green Bay last year, and then you know the Chicago game at the end. So I think, and that might that one might not matter at that point, but um, I do think while I'm with you that like we're not going to get answers about the postseason in the rest of the regular season given the level of competition. There's still something to play for them in the sense that. The Vikings need to convince other people, including maybe themselves, that they can do more than win by a point score.
0: Yeah, and we'll break down kind of the rest of the game when we come back from the break. Obviously, talking big picture here um, with the Vikings ten and two. Um, we'll dig into you know how they actually got to ten and two. A um, couple of big stands by the defense late in the game, um, and then when after that, I think we we want to talk a little bit about Kirk Cousins. He had some interesting you know takeaways. Post game, as, as far as how he stays healthy week in, week out. Um, some mm-hmm. interesting comments there for sure. So, more on that when we come back.